Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Garland uses that man's screen and inside Archie Diakono now backs up, fires a long distance three. Darius Garland is a perfect four for four from three-point range. And the Bulls won another timeout of the Cavs. I've taken a 117-97 lead. Yes, Cavaliers trying to put the dagger in them right now. Broadcasting live Ish. from Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse on the sunny shores of beautiful Lake Erie. Sexto cruz a la derecha para Garland. La pantalla, este Javeral en Oliveira de Cody White. No hay alibupa. Ahora sí, se cuelga del aro. Patrulla juvenil. Feliz cumpleaños, Javeral. In downtown Cleveland. Hello, Cleveland. Hello, Cleveland. You've tuned in to Wine and Gold Radio. Now, here are your hosts, Rafa, J-Bike, and Joe G. And boom goes the dynamite. Yeah, hey, everybody. Yeah, hey. Yeah, hey, and welcome to episode 13 of Wine and Gold Radio. Lucky 13. Lucky 13. Uh, you realize that in, in, in American culture, you talk about Friday the 13th, and in Hispanic culture, it's Tuesday the 13th. Is, thir- is Tuesday the 13th I've unlucky? I've never heard that. Yeah. It's unlucky? Tuesday, Tuesday the 13th is thir- unlucky. Martes 13 is the unlucky one, not Friday the 13th. <laughs> really? Yeah. I've never heard that before. And I also I, didn't I, know if 13 was a superstitious I number in, I think it's lucky. in other cultures. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's lucky. I think but, it is, know, too. That, also, you said but, that was your first. J-Mike, J- you said that was your number. Yeah. And, of course, J-Mike, that was his number, and he's in the... Uh, uh, the Beaver County Hall of Sports <laughs> Hall of Fame with that as number 13. We might his numbers well. <laughs> <laughs> like Joe Namath, I think. And is, so all their uh, so all their the numbers Fran, are retired. The Francona. <laughs> <laughs> John's number 13 hangs in the rafters in in Beaver County, Pennsylvania. Beaver County. So how are you, Wolfie? Uh, what's that? How are you? I'm doing really well. And our, our special guest uh, on today's show is going to be Campy Russell, the great yeah, Campy the Russell. Legend. Yeah, and he wore three numbers for the Cavaliers. I'm bringing up numbers because today, like I told you last, we have we've had our te- technicians working almost <laughs> round the clock. Really, our they've budgets been, went up. Well, yeah, they've been slaving around the clock to get this to get our our. And, and again, we can we're, we're we're spitballing here, so we could call it 
the I was thinking call it the wine line, but we got a, we had we now wine. have a we now we now have a phone number where fans of the show can call in and either praise us and tell us what a great job we're doing, or just tell us that we're doing a really can good we, job. Can we leave a voicemail <laughs> like with the Della Soul song? Hello, how you doing? <laughs> Sorry, I can't get through. <laughs> yes, we can. Uh, why don't you leave your name <laughs> yes. and your number? And we'll get back to you. I want to leave a George Costanza message, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but either way, we're going to leave a message. I want the number. We're going to leave a message. We're going to have a, a phone line. It's not an 800 number. It's actually press a- one. Press one for praising us. <laughs> Two for leaving more praise. Why don't you just tell me what number you want to so again, this is a good, and we call it the wine line. But I'm hoping nobody whines because let me tell you this: this used to be a phone number for people to call in with suggestions, and I've been going through them, and it's a lot of angry people. I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear. Yeah, I don't want to hear any angry people on our line. I mean, I guess you could. There's room for everybody. Yeah, room for everybody. Be entertaining though. That's what we're saying. But we'll we'll tell you what to do on the message. But here's the wine or win hotline well it, the thing is it's not an 800 number it's a 216 number okay i mean it's literally a cleveland number it's a Cavs extension we are from so yeah. j mike you got your pen ready got it okay listeners i'll give i'll give everybody a second to get their pens <laughs> they could put pause man you know you're not that <laughs> pause pause your podcast <laughs> okay everybody back okay ready okay the number is 216, mm-hmm. the 216, of course, we all know that. That's the Cleveland. And then 420, Ooh. you know. Uh, we just celebrated We just celebrated 420, you know, so that that day just went by. You purposely asked for a 420 number? <laughs> no, that's the Cavs <laughs> extension. It's just 216, 420, uh, and then 2552. 2552, Mark Price, Sagana Jop. Did you guys – let me just ask you this. <laughs> Rafa just made a face that he knew who Sagana Jop was. Uh, let's try. Oh, you know who else wore 52? Who? Ray Lewis. <laughs> Boy, you're, you're, getting, you're getting colder, buddy. Yeah. Uh, Vitaly Potapenko, the guy who you chickened Don't out get, with arm uh, wrestling. Oh, yeah, that, I like that better. Okay, so Mark Price, Vitaly Potapenko, 2552. Uh, that's uh, Mike Webster, for probably for J. Mike. So, But Ooh. either way, do you, let me ask you this just real quick. When you guys were younger – and now you're both married now. Did you used to memorize uh, girls' numbers if you got them out yes. at night by uh, yeah. players' numbers? No, no. No? No. You didn't? No. How did you memorize them? Six numbers. I still remember my first ever phone number back home, 255. That was the number. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Mine was 883-2239. But anyway, you, so you didn't remember girls' numbers by no, I players' was, I numbers? wasn't thinking like Derek Jeter – Thurma Monson, and no. Really? No. Oh, my God. Every time I remember, and you kind of would say it to your buddies so they'd remember Are a player. You, John? Yeah. John, did yeah, you? Yeah, I, I used player numbers. Yeah. yeah <laughs> of here. course. No, no, you that used player. Oh, my God. <laughs> Man, I can't believe it. Yeah, I guess you guys had a different childhood than I did. Yeah, I guess so. Man. So, anyway, that is the, uh, I'll repeat it again. 216. 216-420-2552. 216-420. football. Yeah, American football lends itself to that, Roth. I think that's what it is. That's why. Yeah, 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 you probably guys didn't have it. the gamut of numbers, you'll find something. In there. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, if you want, if you have a complaint, 
No, you know, I'm never going to put that out there. Who would complain Anything. about it? Who would complain it's about it? It's an open line. Right. If you, want, if you want to say whatever you want to say about the Cavs, if you if you have an impression, if Guess you have a suggestion. song, be entertaining. That's my thing because I'm telling you right now, we're using it on the show. We really don't care what you think. It's more just that we like to use it on the show for entertainment. If you have John Michael's uh, <laughs> imitation, it'll be good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Huh? Yeah, a nice he. If you could, if you could give me a nice he nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> or or never listen. Whatever you guys want. But either you, way, this is the number. Now that you mentioned that, you know, when when we won the championship in 2016, they they came out with a with a bottle opener that that, that talks. <laughs> That's right. But it was like it was it's a great idea. But I think mine is better because when you open it, when you when you open a bottle, it will get it will have John's last. Cool, which I think is great. It's so legendary. Great. Legendary. John, do you have any of those? Can I get some? Can I get one of those? Uh, we used to have about 40 of them, but I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> so it's they were awesome. They it's were legendary. awesome. Yeah. But yeah. I have a better, I, I want to improve the item. And I want it to be like when you open the beer, he, he just said, he nailed it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. What what, or how, what, did what, the, what did the call say? It was the whole last, the end of the call. Okay, yeah. Was the, oh. Which is legendary, which is great. The best, the best you ever hear. But in order, if you're having a beer, you kind of, you're going to like instant gratification. <laughs> Did right? we give those away? Did we give know. those away at games? No. I don't know. I John has like five those. boxes of them. Because that would I be did. a great giveaway. That would I be. I did. I don't, I don't have any left. But yeah. I want mine to say, see, when you yeah, open be the beer. Great. That would be great, right? Yeah. That would be great. And we should have one. Like, Why not go radio? <laughs> John Michael, what's the phone number again? <laughs> it ends with 52. 2552 is Very good. 216-420-2552. Very good. Okay. So in terms uh, of numbers, in terms of players, who would that be? In terms of Cavs players? Yeah, I just told you. Be. That's Mark Price. And uh, I'm going to no, go. I go Mark Price, Jim Brewer. We don't go. We don't do Ray Lewis in Cleveland, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so what about four two zero? Four two zero. That's easy to remember. That's just that's just the Cavs extension, and we just celebrate. Oh, you do Mariano Rivera, Kevin Love. Yeah, that's not necessary though. Four twenty is pretty much a memorable number. <laughs> then twenty five fifty two. Uh, so yeah, so that's the number. Are uh, we giving prizes for the first phone calls? Let's see how good people how about are. This? Let's see I how. Have, let's I, see how good people are first. I have five Los Cavaliers T-shirts that we can give away Ooh. to the first callers. Okay, how about that's that? That's great. I, huh? I love that. And I and I just got my Los Cavaliers shirts and I love them. How about and that? JB you, you like that, John? Yeah, I, those are good shirts too. Those are those, those are quality are the players. Play, the one the players call. use on the I'm court. I'm gonna call and get a few extra. <laughs> yeah. I want to call and get the bottle opener. That's that should be the prize, the grand prize. You will delight to sign it, and then you'll you'll enjoy it when you open the beer. And he nailed it. Okay, uh, we're we're gonna be right back. Segment two with uh, Campy Russell. We're gonna talk a little uh, alumni. Talk a little uh, wall of honor and uh, and the schedule coming up on Wine and Gold Radio. Wine and Gold Radio. Two one six four two zero two five five two. Three two one. Hi, this is Mr. Cavalier Austin Carr, and I never listen to Wine and Go Radio. <laughs> There's more of this. Folks, this is a garbage spectacular. After this. 
on Wine and Gold Radio. The Cav City Collection is now available online at cavcom slash shop. Rep the land with jerseys, hats, tees, and more inspired by the Cav City Edition uniforms. Love running the lane. Left side dance. Pow! With two hits. The Cavaliers, in a partnership with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, introduced the team's City Edition uniform, featuring a design and style that reflects the grit, attitude, and spirit of Cleveland's rock and roll roots. See the whole collection at Cavs.com slash shop. Hey, everybody. I'm Jeff Phelps from Fox Sports Ohio. When I'm looking for the absolute best, most in-depth Cavalier content, I don't listen to Wine and Gold Radio. To Wine and Gold Radio. I like it! Okay, everybody, and welcome back to Wine and Gold Radio, episode 13. Wine and Gold Radio. I, I, you guys, we I, named it episode 21. <laughs> well, it, the thing is that our next guest, our next guest had three different numbers with the Cavaliers. According oh, really? To, yeah, three different numbers. So I, I don't know if he's superstitious or not, but 4, 20, 21. The great Campy Russell. Yoo-hoo! Yes, I mean really. When I say the great Campy Russell, I mean. Can, the great I, do, Campy can Russell. I do the yeah. background music? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Campy, Camp, you must be really looking forward to this because of the nightmare. It must be working with Jeff Phelps every night. Working with that guy's the biggest diva in all of sports. I sat next to him on the plane for a few years. That guy's the biggest diva in all of sports. How do you do it? Hold on, hold on. Who are you talking about, Rafa or are you talking about Joe Pay? I'm talking about Jeff Phelps. Or, or Jeff Phelps. Who are you talking about? How do you deal with that guy every night? You saying Jeff? Yeah, I'm saying My Jeff. Friend Jeff. How do you deal with that guy every night? <laughs> oh, Jeff's a heck of a guy, man. He is my favorite, one of my favorite people of all time. Isn't he the not nicest him. man of all time? Oh my goodness, man. He is just <laughs> such a great host. You know, he's knowledgeable about uh, knowledgeable about a lot of different things, and uh, he has definitely helped me in a lot of situations. Uh, I, I have a lot of respect for him, a yeah. lot. He, he is the best, man. I, I, I love that yes, guy. Like I said, we, we yes, were on the road. He sat in the Rafa in poor, the Rafa seat for a few years. Poor Campy. He has to work with Jeff and John Michael. <laughs> I, know. I know. Good thing he's got Angel to kind of brace the impact. Now, now, John and I go way back, too, now. You know, we sit in the same office space together, and we shut our doors, and we just sit back there and talk and had a great time. Every time he showed up, which was every now and then. <laughs> Do you guys miss that closet? I was gonna say oh, that was you call sure. that. A, you, oh, man, that was call, the best thing going. I'm telling you. You call that you an no office idea. space? Yeah, you have no idea how many b- games we watched back there. We just <laughs> exactly. games would be on constantly, and we just sit and talk. I mean, you talk about being able to learn a lot. You know, you just yes. shut your mouth and open your ears and and just listen to Campy while he's watching the game. We had a ball back there. I, yes, I, we did. Yes, we did. Said, they said you guys are gonna be in a. It was almost like a closet. It was. <laughs> right, it was a closet. Yeah, I was like, "What?" It's like, "No, that's crazy." And they said, "Well, no, you and Cam will be back there, and there's a TV, and there's a printer, and there's a it's like, oh, that's perfect." That <laughs> yeah, these guys. And it was. It was great. They literally have. I felt a, the same way. Their office was the same way when they told us that. Their office said, was in the oh, rack room. That? Well, that's I got back there. I said, "Oh my goodness, this is, hey, we can't <laughs> <Yeah>. do this." <laughs> right. <laughs> Campy, your official title, every time I introduce somebody on, on the show, I, I give their title. But really, as soon as I say it, I kind of think your title is Campy. You know what I mean? You're, I mean, you're the director of uh, alumni relations. That's one of your many jobs that you have here. 
But you're like yes. I said, you're, you're campy. That's kind of your job is is that. But I I will have to say you do an incredible job, and you've helped me out tremendously with alumni keeping up with the former players. How is that day to day? I mean, are you constantly in constant contact with the guys? Is that a job that you have to do? Well, I, I think for the most part, I'm in constant contact with the guys that are here locally. Um, you know, those six to seven guys, Larry Nance, uh, Jones, Austin, Barry Clemens, Elmore Smith, uh, Bingo Smith, uh, Larry Nance Sr. Uh, <laughs> those guys are the ones that I deal with pretty much on a regular. Um, here, as of late, I've been talking a lot to Brad Doherty as well as Mark Price as well. So, you know, those guys have really been connected or is connected and they have been really good for us because for a long time we had, um, we were not in contact with uh, Brad in particular. Mm -hmm. Now Brad has come back aboard and man, I tell you, that guy is a hell of a man. I mean, he has all kind of insight about a lot of different things and, uh, and, and then dealing with Mark as well as uh, Craig Elo, all those guys have been, really good and they want to be a part just like they are a part of the Cleveland Cavaliers, no matter where they are in America or in the world, they're still a part of this organization. Yeah. To me, one of the best things about the 50th anniversary celebration was bringing that era almost back in the family. You know, did it feel that way to you too? I mean, that Doherty and Price and Elo, you, you named some of the greatest names of that era, it almost felt like they were being reinvited back in, and now they, too, are a part of the family. Is that the way you see it? And I think you said it just right, you know, when you talk about bringing them back, and then they were definitely being been embraced, not just by our organization, but by the city, by Ohio, by Northeast Ohio, because those guys were a big part of this Cavalier history. Um, a lot of people grew up, uh, you know, idolizing those guys and idolizing that team. So to have those guys come back into the fold, it was a great situation uh, for the Cavaliers. And you talk to those guys now about the Cavaliers, they're all in and they have done anything we want have asked of them. So for me, it's a good marriage uh, between uh, our former players and our organization. And uh, I think I have to give all the credit to our owner. Dan Gilbert, I thought, you know, he saw that there was a need and um, he made this position happen. And we've done a good job of trying to be, um, to embrace all of our former players, all of them, not just particular ones, but all of them. We've done a great job of that. I think every year that has gone by before 2016 was important and key to get to that moment. And mm-hmm. I think that's one mm-hmm. of the things that Dan Gilbert has done. It's kind of like, don't forget where you came from mm-hmm. and, and, yes. and remember the roots of the organization and how, how difficult it was at the beginning and how great it became and all that. But I have a question for you that you mentioned that generation, you know, during the during the pandemic, almost almost a little bit over a year ago, the that horrible self-documentary story by Michael Jordan, The Last Dance, came out. And he was full of himself and told all the beautiful things about himself. 
We know the story that apparently Harper asked to guard Michael Jordan on the shot, but Craig Elo and I think even Brad Doherty said, we don't remember him saying anything. Could you get in touch with Coach Wilkins to kind of have the tiebreaker here and see like if he really asked to, to guard Michael Jordan on that play? You, you know, Rafa, some things you just let lay that, just let him lie. <laughs> you don't even bother with him. You, you know, you just let, let the story be what the story is. <laughs> you can't go unearth something, <laughs> bring back, uh, that create an issue. Oh, okay. <laughs> I would never go back to any of those guys to say, hey, come tell the truth. Tell me what the real story is. <laughs> Can't be, can't be. Let it be noted that the opinions of Rafa are not those of the rest of the, <laughs> the rest of the podcast. The opinions and statements made by Rafa Hernandez Brito in no way reflect the opinions of anybody else. Okay, hey, 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 uh, John, since you are a, an attorney, I think you should write that somewhere on the. <laughs> the opinions are his. The caveat was made. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, I guess we're going to leave that there. Campy, you, you, and again, as far as just touching on the alumni thing again, you set me up with so many players to interview for the website. And uh, this just last year I interviewed uh, Andre Miller. And you talk about players, and you just talked about guys wanting to come home and be in Cavaliers. And, again, Andre Miller was here at the beginning of his career. And then, I don't know, he might have went to six or seven other different teams. You know what I mean? He did He did a lot. He, he got to the cusp of the Hall of Fame, really, when you look at his numbers. He talks about how much he loved being a Cavalier, how much he can't wait to come back. Heard about the 50th anniversary celebration. So it's kind of cool just that some of these guys, you know, you think they just forget about the Cavs. But really, once they are here, it really gets into them, you know? You know, Joe, my experience have been with these guys uh, after having the opportunity to reach out to them in some form, whether it's through email, texts, or, or personal phone calls. They all have been like, man, really? You know, <laughs> you guys are trying to embrace us. And I'm saying, hey, yes, you are a part of who we are. Yeah. You know, as a Cavalier organization, you know, Dan Gilbert, our president, you know, Lynn Komorowski and, and Nick Bartledge and all those guys, they want you to be a part of what we have going on here. Because for us, it's about you all, the players, the one who helped make this what it is to this day. So I've talked to a lot of guys, and they're like, man, I'm blown away with this. Yeah. Whatever you want me to do, just pick up the phone and call me. You know, And since I've been involved with this, I, have, I, I think I have to have at least about four or 500 you know, addresses, emails, all of that, because guys are passing it around, letting everybody else know that, hey, they're embracing us. They want us to be a part of the organization. And that's our mission at this point is to try to keep these guys engaged in any activity that we have going on where it's required to have them available. And most of those guys have been very receptive to that. Do you write an article about guys that were here for a brief period of mm-hmm. time but, yeah. but left a big impact yeah. In, yeah. in the organization? Yeah. Guys, you, they were, yeah, yeah I did. Uh, I thought that was really cool because there were some guys that I didn't even know were Cavaliers, but, it, you know, they did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there were guys that came here a short time and left good impressions and bad impressions. Really, <laughs> there were there were some of those too, man. But uh, there were guys that were here just a short time and really like they, you know, I don't know. They just be the city embraced them. They embraced the city. There's a couple guys on the team right now that you can tell that are uh, 
They're Cavaliers. You know, I don't know if that uh, that sounds weird to guys not from Cleveland, but you can look at them and you say, that guy's a Cavalier. You look at Lamar like, Stevens and you like, like I'm from Cleveland. No, Cavalier, you don't. No. You're not. Well, you're a Cav. You are now. But like Lamar Stevens, you look at that guy and you're like, yeah. that's a Cav. He's one man. of us. Yeah, he's one of us. He yeah. just seems like it, doesn't he? Just, you know, lovable guys. What What about in your case, Campy, coming to Cleveland? Uh, how was that, that moment or that period of your life? Was it as easy for you to transition coming to Cleveland from, from Michigan? I don't think there was much of a decision, really. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> days, uh, you either you either went into the NBA or you went to the ABA. Yeah. Was teetering on uh, not being around. <laughs> you know? So, uh, from our perspective, it, it was really easy to make this choice. But I, be, uh, you know, I say this all the time. To be honest with you, I I never thought I would be here in Cleveland. I, I, it never even crossed my mind because during my time of being vetted and all that. Um, Cleveland was never a part of the situation at all. And so the day of the draft, uh, when I got a uh, call from a reporter, <laughs> me that the Cleveland Cavaliers had drafted me, I was like, oh, my God, no. <laughs> but I tell you, it turned out to be one of the best things that ever happened to me. But later on, I found out that actually the Seattle Supersonics drafted me. Ooh. And they traded me to Cleveland along with Dick Snyder for Tom Burks for the switching of, of draft choices. Tom Burleson went to Seattle and I came to Cleveland along with Dick Snyder. So that's how I got here. I was originally drafted by the Seattle Supersonic. So again, I didn't have any uh, uh, problems with coming, either going to Seattle or coming to Cleveland, but it all worked out for me coming here to Cleveland. Because it turned out to be one of the best things that ever happened to me. Let me get this straight. You, you found out from a reporter? That was the first you heard where you yes. were going? I mean, Austin tells a story. He was in some class at Notre Dame. <laughs> right. And the professor right. told what? him he got drafted. I mean, that's, What do you mean? You didn't, have a, you didn't have a draft party? With it, like, you weren't in the green room or yeah. anything like that? <laughs> like, what? Well, yeah, what were you I doing? Still, <laughs> hey, hey, I was in the ancient times of Austin as well. I was just, uh, what? Austin came in 71, I think it was. Yeah. I came, you know, three years later. There was <laughs> now first there was James uh, JJ, then Austin, then Jim Brewer, and then me. You know, so I was three or four years behind those guys, but we all went through the same thing. You know, uh, what were you, you know, doing that right when you were getting drafted? Did you know the draft was going on at that point, or at that time? You know, I was in I was at Michigan. I was. I mean, I knew the draft was happening. I knew at some point in time somebody was going to call me. <laughs> <laughs> it was like <laughs> I know I'm going to get drafted. Now it's not like I'm sitting over here worried <laughs> about it. You know? So. so so I just carried on until I got a phone call. And after I got a phone call, I said, okay. Uh, went, oh, my God. Geez. And then after that, I was good with it. <laughs> you know? And why, why do you wear different numbers? Like, like Joe was um, mentioning at the beginning. Well, well in, in, college, in, in college, I wore the number 20. Okay? That's, that was easy. And then uh, after about two years in the league, one of my dear friends, one of my uh, mentors, one of the a guy who I, I love in a lot of different ways, Dave Bing, who helped groom me, uh, helped me in a lot of different ways. Uh, he retired from the league, 
And uh, matter of fact, I think he might have retired the year that uh, we beat them in the uh, <laughs> during the Washington Bullets playoffs. He retired that that next year, and then I decided after talking to him that I wanted to wear the number twenty one in honor of Dave Bing. So I did that for the rest of my career, with the exception of when I came back here the second time after being traded here from Washington. Um, I took on the number four. And at that time, I had four children. So I took the number four because of my, of my, uh, of my children, my three boys, I mean, my three girls and, uh, and my son. Would you have so been able? I, I wore number four. Would you have been able to afford the number changing now with the new rules that the NFL had put in place? That if you change your number, you gotta buy the inventory of all the jerseys made with your number. <laughs> hey, I would have took any number they gave me then. If I, could... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, why am I gonna pay for all these jerseys? <laughs> hey, give me a question. Give me a question mark. Put a question yeah. mark over here. <laughs> Camp, before we got on the air, we, talk, we talked about uh, the Wall of Honor. And the first year's class was really cool. And for me personally, the, the, the moments around Nick Maletti were just, they were so oh. moving and so cool and so, I mean, beautiful. I mean, really, it was a, it was a great moment in sports. And uh, obviously with the pandemic, we took a pause this year. Hopefully, we're going to get you up there. Uh, but really what I want to say is you're always kind of deferential to other players, other former Cavaliers, and you kind of almost never take credit for yourselves. And, and that's why I want to, I, I, I'm really looking forward to seeing you go up there. That's uh, you deserve it. And I almost kind of think you, you deserve your own class. That's kind of my personal theory, just because not that you're better than anybody, but because you're the, you're the, you've been the driving force behind the alumni and that's been the driving force behind the wall of honor. So I just need to say that. Well, you know, I, I appreciate those kind words, uh, but, you know, for the most part, man, you know, I think you've been around me long enough now, Joe, to uh, know that uh, for me, it's about other people. You know, it's not necessarily about me, and that's just mm -hmm. who I am. That's just how I was brought up. That's just uh, a part of my uh, being around uh, seven boys and three girls in our family, a total of 10 people. And always, there was always cousins and aunts and nieces and all that always around. So it was never about any one particular person. It was about the whole. Yeah. So that's how I look at a lot of different things. It's, it's about the whole. It's not about a Campy Russell or, you know, anybody like that. And that's just how I was brought up. That's just part of who I am. So, and that's one of the things that makes you great. That's what, that's what, that's what we want you in the wall. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I, I wanted to bring up one specific thing about your playing days and that a lot of people don't know this, and it's kind of that you led the league in three-point shooting in 81-82. And, <laughs> and, again, that, that was back when, you know, guys didn't – big guys for sure weren't three-point shooters. And, you know, you know, you look back at some of the three-point numbers, I think – I think we combined for 53 three-pointers against Chicago. I think that was the number. Uh, right. What was the three? I mean, how many attempts did you have that year? And what was the three-point shooting like <laughs> back then? Well, yeah, you, hit like, you hit like 20 and you're in. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> this is really funny because I tell you, when they called me and told me that, that I, that I was the, uh, that won the, uh, the, the three-point percentage shots, <laughs> I was like, what? I said that. <laughs> you know, because I know I didn't take that many of them, number one. But you had the limit was 
50. You had to at least shoot at least 50. <laughs> right. so that tells you right there that the three-point shot was not a weapon back in those days. Right. It was a weapon when you were down maybe eight, nine, ten points and you got two or three minutes left to go in the game. That's the only time that weapon came into play. So when I won it, I was like, really? <laughs> I think there are 53 points <laughs> attempted every night. I was going to say, Steph shoots 50 in a week. <laughs> the best part of the story is somebody had to call you and tell you. <laughs> hey, again, Everybody that's did. a free- Prehistoric days now, you know. <laughs> That's the best part to me. Everybody today knows precisely where they are. <laughs> you hear any player say, oh, stats, I don't really know what I have in a game. Yeah. No, yes, you do. Everybody knows. Somebody had to call you and tell you you were the three-point percentage champion. I, I did not know, honestly. <laughs> I, I'm telling you because it's like, well, I didn't shoot a lot of them, you know. And I mean, so happened, I think it's here something about I made – I think it was like 42%. No, 40, 40, 43, 44%. 40, 40, yeah, whatever it was. I only yeah. shot 50 of them. And the only <laughs> time I really took them is when the game was late in the game or it was we needed a three or something like that. It's the only time I ever took them. So how big was the check? You get a car and a, a... <laughs> No, I got a trophy that was about this big. <laughs> Because, I mean, like you watch today's game, like last night I'm watching the game and, you know, you got Vooch and you got Daniel Tice. I mean, there's, that's a big dude. He's all, he's all tatted up and he's shooting three-pointers. And I'm like, man, I'm, I'm an old guy because back in the day, big dudes like that were in the paint. They weren't shooting threes. So back to just, the basket. Yeah, it's just kind of funny, yeah. man. The, the game. Well, is, I think that just speaks volumes to how the game has changed Yeah, and how valuable the three-point shot has become. And in some cases, it has been an exciting element to our game, which has definitely helped the popularity of our game. And when you have a guy like Steph Curry and some of these other great three-point shooters that are out there, uh, that has definitely brought a lot more fans into our game because of that excitement. So for me, you know, I applaud it. You know, I may not like it all the time, but I applaud the fact that it has helped the popularity of our game. That being said, Campy, uh, obviously we're talking with the legendary Campy Russell, uh, Michigan alum. That being said, would you game, would you enjoy, I know like financially you would enjoy playing in these days, but like, would you enjoy or would, would your game have to change if you play in the, in, in the now in the NBA? My game? Yes. Or you will you enjoy it more because it's more lo- it's more shooting is I know you were a scorer, but right. would it change at all? Well, to me, I, I I think the beauty of basketball is to be a scorer, not necessarily a jump shooter, not necessary, but a but I, I consider myself really just a basketball player, meaning I can play anywhere. You know, I wasn't seven feet, but if you want me to go in the paint and, and, and play in the paint, I can play in the paint. Mm-hmm. You want me to go to mid-range? I can play in mid-range. If you want me to play guard, I can play guard. If you want me to play power forward, I can rebound the ball and do those kind of things. So for me, I think my game, because of how we were all brought up at the time, that your game could translate into anything. And if you go back from where I'm from, which is Michigan, you look at some of the, the players that have played that come from the state of Michigan, whether it's Spencer Haywood, George Gervin, Magic Johnson, 
you know, you can just name guys. Scorers. Those guys were well-rounded basketball players. They could do it all. So that's the kind of template that I came from, is having the ability to do it all, to play all throughout the court. And the more guys you have on your team that can do that and that they're tough and they got this mentality of winning, you got a hell of a team. You're putting together a hell of a team. So that's how, that's where I come from. That's the era that I come from is having multiple skill sets. And now you said the word tough, you know, last week we had Jim Jones as our guest here at one and gold radio. And I'll ask you the same question. (laughs) Who was a tougher player, you, Jim or AC? I don't know how to uh, <laughs> to really answer that, oh. you know, because for me, I think we all kind of had the same mindset, and that mindset was, you know, we're going to go out here and deliver on a consistent basis. Um, our attitude was about trying to win, and our, also our biggest attitude was we could say whatever we wanted to say to each other. And, yes, we can get mad at each other, but the next time we see each other, we're going to be like, hey, man, how you doing, man? What's up? You know, meaning that it wasn't about that argument we had or disagreement. It was about how can we get better and how can we win basketball games and what is it that we got to do to win games. So it wasn't about toughness. It was about toughness from the standpoint of when we show up to go play, you know, we're going to get it done and we're going to play that way. But once the game is over, you know, everybody's good. So you're just lucky Jim Jones doesn't have a bad temper. Well, you know, uh, <laughs> Jimmy don't have a bad temper. He just, you know, he, 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 you know, he portrays that. <laughs> he, he does. You know? But Jimmy's a, Jimmy's a really a good guy, you know. It's just, he's a teddy bear. I'm sorry. He's a teddy bear. I always say he's a he's a he's a big bear. Like hey, Jimmy. Jimmy is who he is. He's a heck of a guy, and you just gotta know who he is and how he is, and everything will be okay. <laughs> and and most of all, you can't take it personal. <laughs> he's really a good guy, though. He's the best. Oh, I love Jim. Uh, what was AC? What was AC back, like back at the day? Back then, I mean, again, he comes well, in as the number one pick. He's the he's yeah. the. I mean, he's the top gun. So what's what was he like back then? Well, AC was just like he is now. You know, he was a really serious guy when he came on the floor. I mean, he was looking to score the basketball. And <laughs> as, I, as I tell him sometimes, you think Colin Sexton was, is, is how he is. <laughs> I said, Austin, in some cases, you are very similar to that. <laughs> He's the old bull. <laughs> oh my god! And and, and 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 you know something? He has never once said to me, "What do you mean?" <laughs> I tell you what, Austin and I, and all those, all of us, are really close to each other. Yeah. And again, if I didn't think I could say what I'm saying right now, I wouldn't ever say it. Because I know he's going to take it the right way. And he know that <laughs> because he know I'll say something like that. You, John, you have to call AC the old bull. When, <laughs> Not, on, a on, on the next Not a chance. Not a chance. Nope. How about Mr. Cavalier? Let's go with that one instead. Uh, 
Hey, Campy, can you stick around one more segment with us? Uh, we want to talk about uh, the current team, uh, take a little look ahead, and uh, on the week we have coming up. Gonna be All right. Some, some tough road contests. Hi, this is Colin Sexton from Cleveland Cavaliers, and you're listening to Wine and Gold Radio, Cleveland, Ohio, America. There's more of this. Oh, my. Come on, man. After this. On Wine and Gold Radio. Designed from the land, for the land, the team shop has introduced a new in-house apparel line called the Land Collective. The first series is inspired by the 2020 NBA Draft. Each series will focus on a specific theme and feature exclusive pieces that will only be available while supplies last. Get these new looks from the team shop today only at Cavs.com slash shop. For more style inspiration and to be the first to know about upcoming collections, follow at Land Collective on Instagram. Hey, this is Andrew Harding, the co-founder of Knocking Point Wines, the official wine partner of the Cleveland Cavaliers. I'm a big fan of wine, big fan of sports, big fan of the Cavs, but I would never listen to Wine and Gold Radio. That's it. Never. Cheers. Now, back to Wine and Gold Radio. <laughs> well, okay, hot shot. Okay, pack up for segment three on Wine and Gold Radio, episode 13. Gold Radio. Hey, we got the great Campy Russell with us, uh, Director of Alumni Relations. I always have to read your title. Again, <laughs> your, t- your title's Campy, that's it. You're the Campy of the Cavs, I'm the Joji of the Cavs, he's the Rafa. That's that's really our titles. And uh, John. Yeah, and, and Juan. Well, and Juan, of course. Uh, guys coming off a nice win last night, uh, much needed win against the Bulls uh, after kind of a pair of not-so-good performances, but last night, what did you think of uh, of that win? I like the fact that Coach Buckner got his first win. It was uh, nice. You know, the Cleveland Cleveland <clears throat> spot coaches are 2-0 in 2021 <laughs> after the Browns coach got a win, too, in the in the playoffs. But yeah. I was, I, we talked about it before the game, how we kind of expected things to change mm-hmm. coming home. We haven't really – it took a month for, 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 for the team to get another win at home. You know, the last win was back in March 21st. Yeah. And, and, and especially after that – Forget about the Chicago one because the one in Chicago. I after the start in Detroit, you 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 sense that they needed something to show up and and, and kind of change that mentality just to, to to stop the wheels on the on the on the things going bad and and, and getting a W. So I like that. I like the fact that you know Garland continues to find way to to generate offense for everybody else. And, mm-hmm. and, and obviously, Colin Sexton, we were talking about him earlier, you know, he just keeps putting up 20 points. And who, who, I think it was JB who said that if you can wake up campy in any day and put 20 points on the board in the NBA, you're, you're a basketball player. Well, there's one thing for sure. When you look at Colin, he is a basketball player. Um, the thing I like about Colin is how tough he is and how consistent he is and how he comes to play every single night and is at a high level. At a level down here at 50%, it's not even at 70, it's at 100, 105, 110. That's the thing that I like about uh, Colin Sexton. Um, and uh, to me, a, uh, you, you, I think you mentioned the word mentality, Rafa. Mm-hmm. Uh, mentality is not an up and down thing. Mentality is a constant, you know, and if you're constant with your mentality, 
whatever it is, you know, uh, I think that's the key. But in basketball, your mentality has to be about trying to win and doing whatever it's going to take to win. And every night <laughs> as a unit to win. That's what mentality have that same kind of mentality. Yeah. He's, I, I always say the key to the NBA is consistency. You know, can you do yep. it every night? And he can, uh, <laughs> Never has yeah. a nickname been more appropriate than Collins because that guy just, you know, he is relentless. He's, he just comes at the, he comes at you the whole game. What and he you? sustains that same effort. Yeah. And you see him. I mean, it's, it's, it's right here every time, every time. And he has the ability to take it up a notch. So that's, that speaks volumes to the kind of guy that Colin, the kind of player that Colin Sexton is. Yeah. No, what's, I, your, what's your take on the on the W, Juan Miguel? Obviously, yeah. Obviously, it was necessary. the start was great. I mean, I, and and I think the start was great, mostly because of what they did on the defensive end. I mean, you all held the Bulls at twelve points in that first quarter. You forced twenty turnovers on the night. You know, and you want to talk about setting the tone, trying to change, like keeping it a trend, change the way in which the team is going. You crank it up on the defensive end. I, I thought to me that was the biggest part of what they did last night in the first quarter. And the overall stats don't tell the story because once the game was well out of reach, the Bulls, you know, put some things together in the fourth quarter. So the numbers overall don't look terrific, you know, in terms of that defense. But to me, the defensive effort, you want to turn the tides on the way things are going. Play it, you know, started out on the defensive end, and I thought that's what they did last night. And, and Campy talk about the consistency. And one of the things that I liked a lot was not only we got off to a good start, where we kept the pace. I always say to my brokers, it's like you got to have that MMA uh, mentality that until the ref takes you off of the opponent, you got to keep punching. And that's what they did in the second quarter. You know, that's what they did start mm -hmm. in the second half. And then obviously, like John said, in the fourth quarter, you kind of have to put it apart because. He's like the third unit for the Bulls, starting like seven playing like seven minutes to go. So, mm -hmm. but I I like the effort. Yep. So it's gonna again now uh, they it's quick home stopover and now three out of <laughs> with another road game. I'm right. I, I swear to God, it seemed like every game after the All Star break has been on the road. It it really yes. like it, they have just been, you know, just all over the road this whole time. So this weekend, three games and four nights on the road, starting uh, Friday night in Charlotte. And then uh, a Sunday night or Sunday Monday, uh, Washington first game against Washington. They're red that hot. Be interesting. Yeah, they're they're really bringing it now. And uh, and then the first time to Tampa to play the Raptors. That could be kind of weird. So just a quick question to both of you guys, to all three of you guys. Yeah, uh, is Lamella Ball coming back or is he still he's out for clear, the He's been cleared to do basketball activities, but I don't think he's coming back to play anytime soon. At least not this <laughs> year. He's just been clear to get to become to start some kind of activities in the in the team facility. So I don't think he has anything to do with even two one on one yet. You know, from his front. Well, this is a young, talented young man that I think everybody, nobody really knew what he was going to be, but he has clearly shown everybody that he is going to be an impact player in our league because of his size, his awareness, mm -hmm. his mind. Uh, the fact that the young man is a outstanding basketball player with a lot of size and skills. Yeah. And no fear. He, he, he has no fear of anything. He's like, <laughs> yeah. And you can tell well, that's part of being a player. Yeah. <laughs> and Joe talked about this too, Camp. How about the Cavs running into the Wizards right now? Of all times to be running into the Wizards. They're, 
playing their best basketball this season. They just lost yeah. the rookie, by the way. Denny Avia uh, sustained a hairline fracture. It was reported, so he uh, is likely out for a while, if not the rest of the season. But man, that mm. scored is uh, is is clicking. Can't be uh, in no. Westbrook. Uh, they're playing some great ball right now. Both of those guys, uh, to me, are some of the top players in our league. You know, evident by their numbers, their consistency, their attitude, and their and their ability as it relates to their approach to the game every single night. You look at Bill and you look at Westbrook. You know, and, and they have size. When you do stuff in this league that nobody has ever done before, and in, and when you talk about having multiple triple doubles against every single team in the in the league, it, it it's. It's insane what, yeah. what he can do with the basketball. Yeah. It's just a matter of whether or not they can, they're can. they able to build that unit, yeah. something around those two. Westbrook, always, he kind of reminds me of Colin in some ways in that he is, like like I would say, relentless. I it's think like, Colin's it's a just, better shooter. Well, I mean, they're different kind of players, but I mean, I'm talking about in terms of relentlessness, that they're like a – you said you talk about MMA, that they just come at you yeah. the whole night. You know, Colin mm-hmm. has one <laughs> – I think John said this during the broadcast. Uh, Colin has one speed. He has one speed, yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you turn on the switch and he goes, man. So <clears throat> that's, I think, should, he, got, that I think he got three speeds, fast, fast, and faster. <laughs> <laughs> fast, faster, and really fast. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and to be honest, Darius is a nice counterpoint because he's kind of like a little, me- you know, he's a little mellower and, and campy. You've told me this before and you said you used to play at kind of a six. You said you, you kind of can play at a six. You can always take it right. up, but, like, you always be consistent. Uh, Darius kind of is like that. He kind of plays at his own speed. Uh, he can turn it up. He's quick when he wants to be and explosive when he wants yeah. to be, but for the most part, he kind of, you know, he kind of plays at his own speed. And he's very deceptive yeah. with use of his speed. He and puts, to me, he puts up to is, sleep. That is the quality of a good offensive player a guy that can dictate to the defense what's going to happen. The defense is trying to dictate to the offense what's going to happen. But a good offensive player dictates to the defense. He puts the defense where he wants to put the defense. Yeah. You watch Colin as well as you watch Darius. They both have the ability to put the defense where they want to, particularly Darius because the defense can think they got him and he'll either slow down or he'll speed up, or he'll cross you over. He'll do something to make you move to where he wants you to move. So for a second-year guy, when you look at uh, Darius, my goodness, he has—he is truly a bona fide point guard in our league. And you couldn't ask for anybody better than him at this particular point, and he's only going to get better. You know, his ceiling for me is really high. And even you look at uh, Sexton. His ceiling is high because he has this thing in him that's burning in him real hot <laughs> and to go out and compete hard every time he steps out there on the floor. Yeah. So that's something that you don't want to, no one wants to tamper with because that is the thing that makes him go. Both of those guys, that's what makes him go. 
It sounds to me what I'm hearing is a three and zero weekend. That's what I hear <laughs> when I'm talking to you guys right now. <laughs> Campy Russell, it's it was such an honor to have you on. Thank you so much for joining us. Campy Russell, a guy who jacked up a ton of three pointers back in eighty one, eighty two. Yeah, a ton of them. <laughs> hey, and speaking of that, before we go, there was three. There was Michael Ray Richardson, uh, Sugar. They call it Michael Ray Richardson and Ray Williams. They were on the same team that I was on. Okay, with the Knicks. And they probably took probably 200, 200 threes by themselves. Again, when they told me I won the thing, and I said, like, I didn't even take any. They said, well, the minimum was 50. I said, oh, okay. That's less than one. What were those, what was those guys' reaction when you told them you won it? No, well, I didn't have to tell them. They told me. Because <laughs> they probably call and find out if they had won it. <laughs> Can't be Russell won it. Yeah, it was a minimum of 50. Yeah. So you should have been more prudent with your shots. <laughs> Can't be Russell, man. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, thank you, guys. I appreciate it, man. I really enjoy it. <laughs> see, you, see you in the golf course, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Later. All right, John. <laughs> All right guys. That was uh, the legendary, the incomparable. The world, Mr. Wolverine. <laughs> Can't be Russell. The, the, the three-point marksman can't be wrestled. <laughs> uh, but uh, that is it for Wine and Gold Radio, episode 13. There was no bad luck. Nothing went wrong so far. We wanted to say thank you, of course, Sarah. Thank you to uh, Matt Gold, the golden boy, Lucy Veris. I met him finally. The you finally day. met yeah. the golden boy? What a great yeah. kid, huh? Yeah. And I saw Lucy Veris finally for a while because she, now that we can come in more often to the office, yeah. I, I finally run into her. She's a ray of sunshine, ain't yes. she? the best. Uh, Casey Coolis, of course. Joe Fritchin, uh, whose office we are using right now. Uh, Matt of the North. Robert J. Hageman. Joe Moner. Our guy, D-Mac. <laughs> Hardest working man in show business and one of my favorite people in the world, D-Mac. The dynamic duo of Dirty Kurt and Marty Allen. Let's go, Big Daddy. And we'll see you next week. And as always, good night, Freddie Mac, wherever you are. I can't take it anymore! <laughs> Listening to Wine and Gold Radio. You mean how come Quickie on WHK? How come Bill Belichick coaches like yeah yeah yeah? And boom goes the dynamite.